it out now. Okay, episode 13, SPFL. It's the last week of the regular season. There's one, two, three, four, five, six teams battling for three spots. It's mucked up. It's all mucked up. Um, Big dog, what's going on? Uh, Just, I am neck deep in the muck, my man. My head is above it, but the rest of my body is underneath. Um, no longer the muck lord. I have seated that title, and I hope I hope with a certain grace, even though it was painful to do so. Um, other than that, on hour 21 of a 25-hour drive back to Baltimore for the holidays, nice. I got my my I got my mobile studio with my producers Molly and Boomy in the car. Molly is thankfully drowning out my voice with her own AirPods in the back seat, comforting the pup who is currently hyperventilating. Um, any of our listeners out there who have dogs that hate cars, hit me up with suggestions because we feel like we're torturing the damn thing. <laughs> we, uh, when we drove back with Otto, we, I, I kind of, you gave me a little sneak peek of what the backseat looks like, but we got one of those things like a, a hammock almost for the back. And then we threw Otto's dog bed back there. Cause he was always like real weird in the car too. He would, he likes to stick his head out the window but when we set up his bed and made him that like little cocoon within like 15 minutes, he just laid down. So. Yeah. That, the, um, we have, we call it the, you said the hammock, we call it the taco. The taco. Um, yeah. We yeah. got the taco. We've got the taco. We've got the dog bed. And if he's like a little tired, he'll fall asleep, but it's still like, it's something clinical with this dog. But uh, other than that, man, I'm, I'm happy to dial in. I will say talking on the phone is probably the best way to pass the time when you're on a load, when you're on a road trip. So this is actually a blessing for me. Yeah. hundred percent. Maybe not for Molly, but definitely for me. hundred <laughs> percent. You're like, wow. Okay. 30 minutes done. <laughs> yeah. But um, before we get to the, uh, the, our stuff for the week, just because it's a hot topic on the Slack. And I saw I saw what something that I was very glad about, which is a couple positive takes about Home Alone 3, which, in my opinion, has aged extremely well as a sequel. I mean, talking about Alpha Chad, Alex D. Lynn taking down four terrorists instead of Beta <laughs> Macaulay Culkin taking down the sticky bandits. So, at the very least, the stakes are higher in that movie. I mean, what do I, you think? Are you a fan of the uh, the Home Alone three? Are you a Home Alone three truther? I uh, am not. I, I'm not going to put myself as a, a truther or a denier because I don't think I watched <laughs> Home Alone. I don't think I watched Home Alone three for the first time legitimately until like last year. Like I think I watched Home Alone one and Home Alone two growing up almost every Christmas, and then like one time I tried to watch Home Alone three. And 20 minutes in, I was like, what, is, what am I watching? This isn't Home Alone. I mean, I'm kind of mad about it that way. And then last year I watched it and I was like, okay, it's just a different movie. Um, yeah, you got you to gotta take it as its own thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I am uh, definitely Home Alone, Home Alone 2 over Home Alone 3, but I'm not hating on Home Alone 3. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, it's a nice little side adventure, I guess, right? It's yeah. not... It's not the uh, it's not the main campaign, but it's a little side mission for the series. Yeah, yeah. Get your point. Get your levels up. It's not the boss. And then Ben said pertaining to Ben's list, which I don't have in front of me. Uh, 
he did exactly what he wanted to do. I thought it, I thought it was a very good list. I would put Bad Santa, Santa higher because that's just one of the best comedies of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he definitely did what he set out to do, which was just to get your boy effing triggered by putting Jingle all the way in there, and then he admitted to that afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it but right now. I, so Ben's top ten comedies. Yeah. Christmas Vacation, Home Alone 2, Fred Claus, Jingle All the Way, which now we know was a Fugazi Fugazi, Home Alone, Four Christmases, <laughs> Bad Santa, Christmas Story, Grinch with Jim Carrey, and then Bad Santa 2. Um, someone, uh, Jim, I, the Jim Carrey Grinch has aged very well. I actually Dude. didn't like it that much when I was a kid. I was like, this is like too much, but I love it it's now. Really it's like, good. it's arguably my favorite Christmas movie, Jim Carrey Grinch. Wow. I like that. Yeah. I mean, he, he goes all out on it and they, I mean, they, they really tried hard with that movie, you know, like it's not just yeah. like this random, Oh, it's Christmas. Let's just throw another Grinch out there. Like they busted their ass in that movie. I read a uh, interesting fun fact about that. I think it got posted. There's, there's lots of chats now. So sometimes it gets lost, but I think somebody posted that um, Jim Carrey went before they or sometime in like the beginning of the filming of that i think he went and was trained by like the cia in like torture prevention because or like how to like uh stay like normal during torture because his costume and makeup would take like hours every single day and it literally felt like torture to him so he literally went and got like torture trained (laughs) Because his makeup and costume would take so long every day. Dude, the stories I read about how long it takes to do makeup, and it's every single day, right? So, like, every they have him in the chair four or five hours. Yep, every day. That, I can't even imagine, dude. Because we take that for granted. But when you see someone in costume, it's, a, a, you know, like a fifth, like 20% of their day is just about their costume for months. They're just sitting there being painted. That's, Wild. Thanks. Well, you know what? Jim did that for us, and that's actually going to make me watch it this year with a little bit more appreciation. But mainly, BLR, we appreciate the thoughtfulness of that list. I thought it was very well put together. Home Alone 2 over Home Alone 1 for Ben. Uh, You like the first one the most. I like the first one, yep. I think I do, too. I think the only thing I'll do about Home Alone 2 that I thought was better was the... um, the, the like uh the noir black and white film that he played i thought yeah. was funnier in the second in the, in the second one i think it's um angels with filthier souls instead of angels with filthy souls <laughs> um i thought the sequence with him and the, the woman was funnier than by a little bit because the first one's a classic but by a little bit than what is it like johnny and snakes or whatever yeah i, I can't remember their names i'm sure fats will know fats yeah. will let us know um yeah fads drop it in the chat um those are great watches just on their own because i mean that's another uh, talking about jim carrey doing you know cia training to get ready i like when movies make a little extra effort like there's an entire i believe there's an entire imdb page for both of those little short clips and it's like angels with filthy souls and here's who's the star of it and here's like it's cool how much effort they put into making that like an actual this could have been a 1940s noir you know, yep. gumshoe thriller or something like that. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah, you got to love the effort. I agree with you there. Um, you, a, a, one little, one other little thing, you noted the curious elf omission. Um, 
I would definitely have Elf Elf in there. Uh, and we also talked about it a, a lot here at the beginning of the month, but Santa Claus, that's like Kate's go-to. It's the first Christmas movie we watch every year is Santa Claus with Tim Allen. And he plays like the sarcastic executive making fun of like the stepdad now that he has to deal with who's like the psychologist he he just right. like borderline bullies him and it is pretty funny so i would probably add that one in there too it's a mean movie like tim allen's an asshole in that movie oh yeah yep and he plays it well and also brian made me feel very seen and you know like i was that like our slack was a truly safe space uh when he admitted something that i did not pick up until two years ago which he figured out this uh i guess it was a month ago when we were talking about it that the e at the end is like a legal clause yep, yep. <laughs> that it's not just oh yeah tim allen is santa claus let's just call it the santa claus it's no it's it's, it's a it's a legal term he is it is the clause. clause yeah he is he is and, uh, and, attached to santa and molly who is who is a lawyer uh big brag by me um <laughs> also admitted to me when i showed that to her that she never knew that as well so if I, I feel, you know, I kind of kept that one to myself for a couple years. Like, oh my God, I never noticed that. But now I know it's, it's actually like a common knowledge gap people have. There's not a whole lot of like connection between Santa and like law. So, I mean, it's not exactly the first thing you think of. <laughs> Santa law. Up there Santa law. Yeah, um, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So there we go. There's, there's our holiday movie takes. Should we get into the nitty gritty? How you feeling yeah. last week? How you feeling going into this week? Um, yeah, I think that was a, that was a good talk about holiday movies. I love talking about the holiday movies, but we'll move on. Um, They're great. And Elf, and quick wrap of Elf. Yes, Meat and Potatoes, Blue Blood. Watching it every year. It's a damn good movie. Yeah, you can expect if you call me on the phone. In the ne- over the next two weeks, there's about a 75% chance that I answer the phone, Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? <laughs> That's a nice touch, man. <laughs> um, okay, let's get into it. So uh, for me, <laughs> Prater sent me a text as I was, I think it was right before the Monday night game. He was like, you're welcome for the buy you get right special. <laughs> So I got I got right last week against Bayou, which I feel good about. Um, outscored my last two weeks boom, combined. Business is booming for that special. Business is booming for that special this year. Yep. And he gets. Uh, let me pull up the games here. He's. I think pretty much everyone is a Bayou fan this week. I think he's playing Ross. So everyone except for Ross that's in the muck is rooting for Bayou. Um. Yep, and that that includes me. I need Ross. I need Ross's paws off of that spot, especially after Dalvin with no shoulders threw down thirty four last night. Yeah, he crushed it. Thirty seven. I told Jay. I was. I gave Jake a, a take that it was the worst case scenario for Jack if Dalvin played because then he's between a rock and a hard place of who to start, and one hit for Madison or for Dalvin could like ruin the game. You know, because you get hurt again, and that yeah. I was so yep. wrong about that. The only take that I got yesterday that I told uh, Springer was that I'm kind of feeling a sneaky track meet for that Thursday game, and it didn't start out that way, but it ended that way. Um, 
I can't, I cannot believe it. I actually, put the, like it's in writing in the Slack. I was like, yes, I'm excited that Dalvin's playing because it'll split the difference and Jack will have to pick. Yeah. And uh, no, nope, that shoulder harness is apparently like a bionic arm and tramadol is a hell of a drug. Yep, 30 burger. That, that's what it was never in doubt. That's the, that's the PK. That's the PK that they shoot him up with, right? Is it called Tramadol or something like that? I think I, so. I actually don't Fire. know for sure. Um, but. Whatever, whatever Rogers was on when do you remember this is a, a a deep cut, but do you remember a couple years ago? It was the season opener when he beat the Bears, and it was like this crazy comeback. And then after the game, he was like fall guy in his interview, going nuts. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, whatever he <laughs> was on, that. that's what they put Dalvin. That's what they put Dalvin on last night. And it worked. That's for sure. It worked very well. Um, GG to Jack. I'm sure nothing will go wrong for you this weekend, and you'll just cruise on by. The old 30 burger. The old Thursday 30 burger. Usually they just happen. Usually the Thursday 30 burgers just happen if you're playing me and you uh, equip a defense in the game. That's usually what's been happening. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. Jack broke that mold, and then I played a defense and got zero. So I don't feel great about that. I I feel like I've been I've made pretty good management decisions all year, and like I was like hyped up because Jake had Osborne, and I was like I got to get a piece of this. And I thought, you know, just logically in my head after them beating us, I thought that they were I feel like Pittsburgh and New England kind of similar. Like they get their swagger at the end of the year, and I expected them to just come out guns blazing, especially on defense and. Kirk and Dalvin both just Dalvin Moore just gashed them all game. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was a lot, man. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of uh, managerial decisions, just an update on, so outside of what Dalvin did last night, where we're at as a franchise, it was, it was, uh, I definitely had one of those last minute, Great moments of uh, craziness, making roster substitutions that were horrendous with 10 seconds on the clock to the 1 p.m. games last week. Um, I also breathed, you know, I wanted to win. I wanted Josh to get 45 on Monday night, uh, but I breathed a sigh of relief when he ended up coughing out like, what, six points? Because it was like, okay, there was no middle ground where my awful, awful manager was sitting. Yeah. And so going into this week, um, I I felt like I got all of the craziness out last week, and I'm just running with. You I think guys. about is it's about a it's it's a straightforward lineup as it could possibly get. Number two, everything this week is finally the result of what I was going for in my trade with with uh, Dawson and Ross and in successive trades, rolling out Camara. Oh, yeah. By the way, with no Ingram and no. Uh, what's his name? Got to catch his passes. Ty Montgomery. <laughs> and then uh, George Kittle coming off, I believe, of, was it a 30 or a 40 burger? Yeah, th- I think he had 35. Yeah, 35. Yeah. So this, I mean, it all comes down to this week for us. If we win, we're in. And <laughs> I sacrificed depth for studs, and this is going to be, I mean, this is it. The, the trade was for this, and will my studs come through? That's all I've got. There's no managerial decisions to make. My guys are my guys. Player guys. Seems like Mike Williams is on track. The only thing is that if Mike Williams is on track to play, he was in close contact with Keenan. 
And if he doesn't play, I'm just going to slot Guyton who played well last week with Keenan and Mike on the field. And, you know, it'll be one or the other. Yeah, he uh, just – they updated it at 1245 today that he had another negative test today. So he should be fine. Cool. Then, yeah, my, my lineup is set. It's straightforward. Hunter Renfro might be my favorite player in the NFL. <laughs> and I never should have doubted Devontae. And he is just about as perfect a flex as you can ask for in a 12-team league. I agree with you that um, looking at the starting Burkhead and Kirk over Williams and Devonte, at least you can take solace in the fact that you just got beat either way. There was no, exactly. no, gravy, no there. Yeah. Gravy dropped a shellacking on me and earned the win. There was no like, God, if I did this or that, it was just, you know what? Hats off to gravy. Great win. Keeping himself in contention making himself the boogeyman at the bottom of the muck pile um, <laughs> and forcing me to just get the W and not count on other people this week. Yep. All right. Good segue. So let's get into it. Uh, you want to go bottom to top or top or to bottom? Let's go. Well, you got the notes. I'm in the car. So whatever way, whatever way the wind is blowing for you. And I'll just, uh, I'll be your foil. You know, I'll just provide my commentary, but this is, this is your meat. This is your potatoes. You rock okay. it, right? All right. We'll go top to bottom. So what are you doing? Oh, okay. Uh, sorry. Okay. Um, all right. We'll go top to bottom. BLR to start us off. BLR is winning in. The Muck Lord. The, muck the newly minted Muck Lord. Yes. Winning in. Pretty simple for BLR in that respect, but he can lose and is still highly likely to see the playoffs. Um, if he loses a loss from you or Ryan or Sherrod, uh, we'll get him in with his points for advantage. So I have him as highly likely to see week 15 in the SPL championship tournament. Uh, in terms of who to root for for BLR, that gives him uh, a wanting Falco uh, Norse in the Father Bowl, which looks like a good bet right now. And then Bayou. Bayou will be – Bayou pretty much makes everybody's root for list except for Sherrod, obviously, because he's playing him. But it'll, it's mm-hmm. last, week's, last week's Bowman. Everybody wanted Bowman to keep BLR at bay this week. Everybody wants Bayou to bury Sherrod because if he doesn't win, he is out. So BLR winning in losses from either you, either Big Dog Ryan or Sherrod also gets him in. Um, So it's looking pretty good for BLR, I would say. A lot would have to go wrong to, to have him slide down to the seventh spot. Just a, uh, this season has just been a masterclass in patience for him. Yes. If, if, uh, you know, I, we have a narrative on the podcast of being very tough on BLR. I suppose I have a couple sound bites that would back that up. Mm-hmm. But hats off to him for trusting the point, points for, trusting the process, not doing anything to significantly blow up his team. And now here we are, the points for about to cash in for him. It's looking very likely that he's going to be a big problem in the playoffs. And he, this is actually hilarious. I, I should have said this on the last, uh, when we, when we recorded last week, but he texted me on November 28th, which was two Sundays ago. 
He texted me 10 weeks later, the 30 burger. Cause if you, if you remember on like the second, the second episode that we did, I, I said that Ben just doesn't have anybody on his roster. It looks like that can score 30 points fast forward 10 weeks. Yeah. And I really appreciate him for this. My response to him was, I am so happy for you. Thank you for keeping that in mind. Um, but he's, you know, BLR has been listening. He's been listening. He's been following. He's been taking notes. And like you said, he's been trusting the process. So he's, he's earned it. In my opinion. Who was it again? I don't, I'm driving, so I don't have it in front of uh, me. It was Mixon. It was Mixon. Mixon. Oh my God. His guy. His, his guy. Yeah. The planter flag uh, guy for BLR week, came through. In the week where he needed it most, his guy came through. That's, you know what? It, you can't be, listen, how can you, you can't write it in. about football <laughs> when you got stories like that? I know. I completely agree. Um, it was, it was, a, am sure, an amazing emotional moment for the BLR locker room after that game. Yeah. That, that Mixon game ball, team captain, you know, coach stood behind him the whole year. You got to love it. Yep. All right. So wrap up BLR win and in. And then if he does end up losing, he's rooting for Falco, Norse, or Bayou. One of those guys wins and he is – in with a loss. So BL's looking good. BLR is looking good. Uh, moving on to Big Dog. Also winning in. Cut and, cut and dry for you there. Winning in. Control your own destiny. Um, a win for you and a loss from Ben would be big for you. Um, yeah. Because you can move up. I'd like that. But um, it's, it's like I said, pre-cut and dry, winning in for you. No stress if you can get the victory. If you do lose, there's a couple things that can happen. Um, a loss from either Sherrod or Ryan, and then also a gravy loss would clinch it for you. Um, okay. Now, you, there is a way that you could be eliminated. Um, you could lose uh, Ross or Fats win and a gravy win. Um, if Ross, Fats, and Gravy all win, you also drop. So you just right. need um, – really, you need me to be Jake. That's, that's one big thing. And then a loss from either – that would make it a loss from either Ryan or Sherrod would punch your ticket if Gravy loses and you lose. Okay. Well, it's going to be a very stressful weekend watching all of that. <laughs> it's, you, <laughs> so you're, you're rooting for me. You're rooting for Bayou. Uh, you're rooting for dad and you're rooting for Norse. Yeah. Got it. I'm rooting for all the underdogs. All the underdogs. Oh, right. you, you and I, well, you Bayou that I see what you're saying. Yeah. My bad. Um, yeah. I know who I'm rooting for. It's all the muck below me or I'm rooting against the muck below me this week. Yep. Yep. Norse. We, here we go. The uh, the implications of the Je the Justin Jefferson trade looking good so far this week in the Father Bowl. We'll get to that later, but it was, by the way, low-key a very fertile fantasy matchup last night for a Thursday game. It was. There, I was, mean, a, there was a lot of big performances. 
yeah, Je- Jefferson had a great game. Najee had a great game. Dalvin had a great game. Um, Osborne AJ, did what he was supposed to, what what he did more, you know. Yeah, Osborne caught a long touchdown, which really just killed my boy. Um, the only the only player really started that did not put up an acceptable amount was Pittsburgh defense. So I'm glad to have them. I would say. I would say Boswell too, which oh, I already yeah. the, the kickers. I forgot the kickers. The kickers, kickers had a tough were, night. Yeah. <laughs> tough night for the kickers. Well, a tough start. They redeemed themselves later on in the game, but a real tough start. Mm-hmm. At one point, there was uh, one point where uh, Joseph, the Minnesota kicker, he missed a field goal and then missed an extra point, so Ross had negative four, and then it looked like Claypool f- uh, fumbled. And at that point, he had only had, like, uh, one catch for, like, two yards or something. So, he had .7. So, if that if Claypool would have fumbled that, both of those matchups would have been in the negative. And I was really excited to take a screenshot of that. But Claypool's knee was down. <laughs> <laughs> How much of an idiot is that guy, by the way? Dude, Bench that – the first half for that oh my dumbass God. penalty. Oh, I, it, it's He makes it so easy. So easy. Like, he is just a perfect healer villain, man. Like, he has to be in the doghouse. I'm sorry. If I was a fan, like, I know Tomlin needs all the horses he can get. Like, I'm sure he probably won't get benched or something like that. But, like, something has to – he has to be taught a lesson. That was just absurd, dude. Like, that is zero awareness. Like, they wasted – like, they would have had another play at the end of the game if he wouldn't have done yeah. that. It's one of the more egregious things I've seen that involves like a boneheaded celebration. That's about as bad as it gets. Yeah. I didn't watch the talking heads this morning. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but I didn't watch them this morning, but I'm, I'm curious to hear what the, the, the talking heads on afternoon sports TV had to say about it. I'm sure they were Dan Orlovsky was probably sweating. He was so mad about it. <laughs> He's good. Um, but yeah, Claypool, easy villain. Love that the tradition of diva wide receivers that on the Steelers continues. There must yep. always be a Stark in Winterfell. There must always be a diva wide receiver in Pittsburgh that we all hate. <laughs> Agreed. Good metaphor uh, or a good comparison. Um, all right, let's Thank move you. on to let's move on to facts to wrap you up, Big Dog. You're rooting for strikes. You're rooting for Bayou. You're rooting for Dad. You're rooting for Norse. Those are you guys. Got it. Two dogs and two dogs and two favorites. That's 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 good. That gives me good odds. I get a yep. coin flip weekend if I lose. Yep. Uh, all right, Fats. Congratulations to Fats on his baby girl, Letty. Letty Scott has entered the building. I have had the privilege of seeing little Letty over FaceTime. She's super cute. Nice head of hair. Um, good set of lungs for sure. So congratulations, big time to Fats. <laughs> Um, congratulations, Pat. Congratulations, man. That's yeah. really special. Excited to, to see him navigate through fatherhood here early on. It'll be fun. Um, mm-hmm. So for facts, it's not exactly winning in, but it's about as close as you can get it. Um, so he's got a 57-point advantage on Ross for points four, um, which is not an insurmountable amount. That's why it's not technically – winning in he could still win ross outscores him by 57 points and that would put ross in even with a fats win so um it seems highly unlikely however 
Fats's roster is is pretty dinged up. Um, there's yeah, I don't I think what's more likely to happen is Fats produces like a big time dud and Ross has a like a overachieving week. Think about Fats scoring like 75, like what he did. He scored that last week. Uh, he scores 75 and then Ross puts up 130 and that does it. Um, yep. So, yep. That, that's the possibility for Ryan. As long as he, as long as he puts up, you know, 100, 110, uh, he's pretty safe from that. And that would make it win it in from him. So if he does lose, there's a few scenarios. The biggest one is Ross, um, Ross Gravy Falco, uh, big threats to Fats. Um, <clears throat> oh, uh, for Ross, if he wins and Fats loses, obviously that puts Ross in front of him. A loss and a Gravy win would put Gravy ahead of him. Uh, and a loss and Falco outscoring him by 36 points. Falco's got a uh, – or Ryan's got a 36-point lead on Falco right now but a loss and Falco outscoring him by 36 puts Falco ahead of him as well. Um, so it's, it's pretty complicated for fats. He can get in with a loss. Um, he just needs all the guys below him to lose. Um, specifically gravy gravy is like the, really the one that if he loses and gravy wins, he automatically like, there's no, catching gravy for fats right now. So that would be a big one. If that's where to get the L right. Otherwise he needs uh, Ross Ross to lose to and Falco. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to the analysis when we do our picks, but yeah, that, that roster is pretty strong out this week. We got the news today that Deandre Swift likely isn't going to play. I don't know if you've got seen any updates on that. Um, it's, he's going to need some help this week. Yeah, I think so too. Let me look. Uh, I looked yesterday. Still questionable, but yeah, Dan Campbell unlikely Swift plays versus Broncos. So unlikely yep, that go. Swift is going to go. Um, that's a, that's a hit because now he's got to start David Johnson. Um, which Ooh, sucks ass. Big dog ring of honor member. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, Fats put something in the Slack about trying to come through Twitter and get an update on Keenan Allen. I did some looking through and they didn't, there was no news on his tests today, at least yet. This was maybe like two hours ago that I was looking through this. Uh, no news yet on what his tests were, but he is the one in the chargers wide receiver room that tested positive for COVID. So right. Mike Williams was the, was the close contact. Keenan was positively tested. So he needs Mike Williams can still test negative, um, I believe, tomorrow, and he would be fine because he tested negative today. But Keenan, would he absolutely needs a negative test today in order to be um, possibly in. So we'll wait on that news. Fats has Keenan on the bench right now, and um, Jameson Crowder in. Uh, Fast's receivers are hilarious. Jamison Crowder, Cole Beasley, DJ Moore, slot city. He's just slot guys. He's just loading the slot guys. Yeah. Yeah. Two tiny slot guys and a very tall slot guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but yeah, that, so that's facts. This is an aside and this is definitely not a COVID discussion podcast, but I do. So if you go to, um, Keenan's little fantasy football blurb on Yahoo, Mm-hmm. It says like he had to test positive because if you're vaccinated, you don't get you don't get flagged for close contact. Uh, right. Okay. I think that's what it says in the blur, but it's going to lead to what I was going to say, which is Mike Williams was flagged for close contact. So does that out Mike Williams and other guys that are close contact guys as people who are not vaccinated? Is that how it works? I guess so. I mean, if that's the rule. Then I would I would assume so. I think Gravy, Gravy's. Uh, we've been talking about certain players, and he was the one to be like, actually, Mike Williams was close contact. So Gravy probably knows. Um, that's yeah. what we we rely on Kamish to know these things. So, thank you, Fitch. It'd be interesting to see how it shakes up the playoffs this year if there are any outbreaks down the road. Knock on wood. Definitely never wish that on a single player or a single no. franchise in this league would be brutal but, it, brutal. but I, just, I did notice the wording of Keenan's that it said that and then realized that that's what it might mean for a player if it is a close contact flag yep yep <laughs> yeah, same Mike's on track anyway so we'll, he's on track we, uh yeah who's next yeah. Falco? i will i will uh no shiraz next but i'll say yeah I, I would hate to see um anybody get affected in the playoffs you know by COVID and being on the COVID list, <clears throat> except for being, <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> except for, <clears throat> oh man, that would be terrible. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, wrap up fats. It's a wrap up fats. Uh, he's rooting for Bayou. He's rooting for strikes. He's rooting for big dog. And then he's got like, a, it's not that big of a deal, but he can root for dad too feel safe that Falco can't catch him. Um, but if a couple mm-hmm. other of those games go a certain way, dad winning or losing doesn't really make a difference for him. You and Doff are like these, uh, how, how should I put this? You're like these merciful overlords this week where it's like, please just bless us with beating your opponent. <laughs> like us muck people who are rooting against your opponents are like, please bless us. Yeah. As your you, opponents. Since it's the last week, you're just – and me, Dad, and uh, Brett have clinched. You're just rooting for the people who have clinched to just keep keep going up yeah. so that it doesn't we, muck it up more for the people that are behind. We're, we're a month into the three of you being our undisputed overlords. Um, so now we just kind of leaned into it this week of like, come on, like throw me some gruel. Throw me a win, right? <laughs> <laughs> throw me a Do win. Do what you're dog. supposed to. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about Sherrod. Sherrod is a Bro, win. Big, gritty win last week. Big, gritty win from Ross. A real cupcake, a gift. Hey, but he'll take it. Um, you know, out traveling the world, being a worldsman. You know, he, he loved mm-hmm. kind of an, an easy one, a gift. That was a honeymoon present from Ryan. Here's a 70, so you don't have to score too much. Um but it's really nice of Ryan to do that, you know. It's a great <laughs> little gift. For uh, a yeah. Moon. Yep. I uh, I will say it's pretty it's pretty clear cut for Ross. He needs a win, and then he needs losses from either Ben, you, or Ryan. That would put him one game up, since he has the same record as you guys. But 
he doesn't have the points for. He needs one of one of the other seven and six teams to lose, and he needs to win. And then because of his points for, there's not really a road um, that gets him in with a loss. You, you, Ben, and Ryan could all could all lose, but if he loses, he doesn't have the the points for except for Ryan, who he's got to outscore by sixty. Like we we talked about that already. It's possible. Um, but that would be the only way if he lost is if I guess Ryan also lost gravy also lost. And then he outscored Ryan by like 60 points. Um, but for all intents and purposes, it's a, purposes, it's a must win for Ross. And then he needs a little help. So he's rooting for Falco. Um, he's rooting for dad and he's rooting for Norse. Lots of help for Ross this week needed. Yep. Yep, it needs he need well. First of all, he needs to win. I think his odds of making it uh, go up kind of dramatically if he gets a win, um, because he just needs one mm-hmm. of you guys to lose. He doesn't need a specific one of you to lose. He just needs one of you to lose. Um, yeah, but if he if he does get a loss, uh, it's it's a high hill to climb. He's got to score a ton of points, also get a loss, and then Gravy has to lose too. Um. Speaking of, oh, yeah, so right Falco, Falco, Dad, and Norris for Dick. Uh, Gravy, similar to Ross, except he needs two losses instead of one. Uh, he needs to beat me this week, and then he needs two losses out of you, Ryan, um, and Sherrod. He can't catch Ben in points four, so even if Ben loses, BLR is still going to gain an advantage over Gravy, so it doesn't really matter for him. But he's got the points for it to battle you, Ryan, and Shrod. So a win and two losses out of those three. Get him in. It's a must win. If he loses, he's deader than deader than Ross. Um, so he is Dang. he is rooting for Falco, he's rooting for Norse, and he's rooting for Bayou. Two out of those three guys win, which Falco had a good game, obviously, with Dalvin's 30 burger, and Norse looks primed to uh, make a fatherly statement, an angry dad statement in the Father Bowl, mm. the first ever Father Bowl. Mm. Um, so right now, I'd say Gravy is trending pretty well. I mean, am I? He outscored me by 15. Granted, it was my defense on Thursday, but as of right now, Gravy he sent the screenshot. He's in fifth place. <laughs> if the season ended today, which it absolutely does fucking not, but uh, love, signs. Love the Thursday night, the post Thursday night football. he's getting his hopes up that's for sure um but yeah it looks going into sunday gravy's got gravy's got hope for sure uh last but not least we've got jack he really needs he he's obviously the one that needs the most help but not only he needs losses not only does he need to win but he needs like a nuclear week, which Dalvin gave him 35. So he's got the foundation for that with a 30 burger, but he needs like really like a 150, 150, 160 plus week. Um, and then he needs, he needs Ryan, Sherrod and gravy all to lose. Um, so he needs, he needs a nuclear win 150 plus, And then Ryan, Sherrod, Jake to lose. So Jack is 
rooting for a massive week from his guys. And then also he's rooting for Norse. He's rooting for Bayou and he's rooting for strikes. Got it. And that's it, man. That's your Very scenario. Nothing, nothing was really settled last week. He said PLR. Yeah. Not, you know, cementing a spot. Yep. Essentially cementing a spot. Yep. Beyond that, the muck is still very mucky. The I muck is the still very win, mucky. There's a, yeah, a gravy win is would, is going to put the heat on, uh, you know, three different teams. You gravy a gravy saying. win puts the heat on all three guys that are in the playoff spot right now. Because if gravy wins, it kind of becomes a must win in order to keep your spot. Yeah, and that that's what I'm saying is last week. Again, shellacking by gravy on on me was very consequential for the entire league because it keeps it keeps a very dangerous points for in the running as opposed to being eliminated, you know, with a nice little consolation prize of points for gravy is now just as dangerous this week as BLR was last week. Yeah. It was timely. That, that's where it I was timely for him. Yeah. That's for sure. It was it a was timely, timely blow up one fifty week. Um, I think he's got a shot to put up another big week this week too, just looking at his matchups. Um, but we'll see. We're going to try and keep gravy at bay. Um, the interesting thing is as well, we can talk about me and Alec real quick. So obviously if one of us wins and one of us loses, that's who's going to end up with the number two seed. Um, Alec is down 22 in the points four. So even with a loss, uh, if he outscores me by 22 and I lose as well, he could jump me. Um, what's pretty interesting is me and Gravy are playing this week. There is an absolutely, um, you know, valid chance that Alec ends up taking the number two spot, which would be unreal. I've been second for like 80% of the season. Um, there's a chance that I dropped a third which would give me a game in week 15. And then there's a pretty good shot that gravy ends up as the sixth seed. So there's a a pretty big possibility that me and gravy see each other again next week. (laughs) You guys are going to get to know each other real well. Yep. That's usually when friction, that's usually when friction happens on the field between teams (laughs) is when they play each other multiple times. Yeah. It's kind of like the Ravens within a short span of time. Yeah. See things getting, if that ends up happening, uh, I can see things getting a little chippy in the second matchup. <laughs> it will not be as friendly. That's for sure. I'm already no. clinched. At the, at the end of the day, difference. punching the ticket is the most important thing. I want the buy because that, you know, the fast pass to the semis is huge. You only need to win two games mm-hmm. um, to get, to get a, get a trophy, but yeah, we'll see. There's, there's a lot of different scenarios. We'll un, we will unpack it. I will be glued to the TV and to my computer watching on Sunday for refreshing live standings. And we'll start to put some potential first round playoff matchups in there and we'll start to ooh and ah at them. And, and then we'll have another pod and pick. Sounds good to me. All right. Let's uh, let's get some picks rolling. I know you're driving, so I will state the matchup. And then you can go first. Yeah, pretty much every time. And you have our, you have our little note. You want to update everybody on uh, where the uh, where the old standings are there, strike. 
I do, I do have the note. Oh no, it got deleted. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so <laughs> overall, Big Dog is 32 and 10 with four uh, overall week wins. Strikes 26 and 16, one overall week win. So looks like my overall week wins are um, pretty much squashed. I can't get there for you, but I could still battle you in some games, you know. One game is a is a one win and you your loss is a two point swing. So there's room to make up here. You are you are very much in it. The week thing is more fun in the week, but I think the overall record is what's important. Because it's like when you're like when you're betting, right? When you're keeping track of your bets. Yep. You don't care about how you did on like NFL week two. You care about after seventeen weeks. How, what was your bets that you hit and your bets that didn't hit? So yeah, you're looking I'm at very the... intrigued by the overall record. Um, okay, so it should be noted that now with a serious sample size, the podcast has been about as about as accurate as you could hope for in making picks in this league. I agree. There's also the I thought about that too, but I was like, you know what? Nine times out of ten, we record this on Friday. And we have some data points from the Thursday game, um, which don't, you know, they they don't always, you know, translate, but like, I don't know, Falco's 35 burger from Dalvin, you know, if we were picking them yesterday before the game, I would have been like, Ooh, Dalvin's playing. That's tough. I might lean big dog because of the uncertainty. And then I'd be very wrong. (laughs) <laughs> you got a point you got a point yeah, you know I mean, what let's put it to the test let's let's put it to the test next, next season we'll lock in our picks on thursday all right all right that's a good idea that, we'll send it, each other like pictures just, on thursday are, are we are we better than north ai man versus the machine that's what i'm setting out to uh ah. to find out one way or the other that is that has always been the goal uh, uh yeah okay, hold so, on I'm, I'm writing this i'm writing this down real quick uh, okay, big dog strikes. All right, first matchup. Since I'm on my computer, it's me. So strikes gravy. Who you got? I got gravy. I think gravy is. We we saw his potential last week. I think it's he's just going to keep turning it out this week. I guess you're right with the Thursday game <laughs> as an added data point that Osborne's 15 points. That's that's a nice that is a really nice little bit of breathing room to start off the weekend for him. And then it on is. your end, yep. um, go ahead, go ahead. No, you you finish up. Well, on your end, zero from your defense is tough. I mean, it's just weighing out the matchups. Also, um, I don't know who this Palmer guy is. Maybe just tell me who he is because I've <laughs> I've actually never heard of him before. Oh really? Yeah, Josh Palmer. He's a rookie. Uh, drafted out of Tennessee, I believe. Um, good player. Okay. Was a was a total knucklehead in college, which dropped his draft day stock. But if he would have been like a, you know, a good Christian or something like that, he probably would have been like a like a day two pick. He's a day three pick. Mm-hmm. Um, could have been like a second rounder, maybe third rounder. But he had a he had some off the field issues in school that cut his playing time at Tennessee. Um, stuff like that, but he has, uh, let's see, he's got one touchdown on the year, 
like two or 170 yards and one touchdown, 15 catches. Um, so that spells it out for a little bit. He's a big dude. Um, I think they said that if uh, Keenan didn't play, he was going to take like the Keenan role and then Guyton was going to oh. go into the lot. Um, okay. So, so we'll see. Well, he Palmer plays outside. So if Keenan can't play, he'll like run Keenan's outside routes, I guess. And then Guyton would run Keenan's slot routes, I suppose. Mm-hmm. That's just me bloviating about not knowing anything about it. But um, yeah, he's 15 catches, 21 targets, 15 catches, 170 yards, one score on the year. Like I say, he's a big guy. He's like six, three, four, something like that. He can go up and get the ball. Um, that is the so big it's a uh, it's a flyer on my end. I think if Will if Mike Williams plays, I probably will take him out of the flex because I would expect them to just like feed Eckler and feed Williams and then like hit Cook maybe or per like Parham a little bit. He probably doesn't have that much mm-hmm. upside if if Williams plays, but we'll see. Dart throw pickup for me, um, and I'll probably end no, up I- starting. Uh, I have to I, start. Uh, I thought about it this morning, like without, I'm not wishing a COVID on a person. Um, I hope that Mike plays, but I am intrigued by the possibility of Keenan and Mike both not playing and how it shakes out for our guys. Coming. And then now that I know that you have Palmer and I'm learning about this guy, like it, uh, the ball has to go somewhere, right? Like maybe sure. Eckler gets 10 catches, but who the heck else is going to catch the football? Yeah, I would I would assume that Eckler does very well, even with Keenan out, because Keenan is like the um oh he was a third round pick actually. So maybe bump up my analysis of Josh Palmer a little bit, maybe end of the first, early second, if he's not such a knucklehead. Um but yeah, it will there be interesting. Your matchup. Uh I'm gonna take myself. Um I think I can overcome the zero um, from Pittsburgh. Really what, what it's going to hinge on is the stack for gravy. I think Kelsey is in a pretty good blow up spot. That squeaky wheel. They love Yahoo's love that term so far this year, the squeaky wheel game. Um, mm-hmm. They're calling for the same That's thing been- for James Robinson, the squeaky wheel game after um, urban Meyer said that he made he, Urban Meyer basically said he's a dumbass himself and Trevor called for James Robinson getting more touches. Um, so I think it's probably a squeaky wheel game for James too, but Kelsey, they know the Raiders. The Raiders are bad against the tight end. I've got maybe like a 12 to 15 point floor for Kelsey this week and would not be surprised at all with like a classic 100 yard, two touchdown performance from him. Got it. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the matchup can go either way. I just like gravy's upside more. Yeah. I don't love, uh, I, the only thing I don't love, I think Cooper Cup obviously is the best this year, but I don't love him matching up against the Cardinals this week who have been pretty good against the pass. They have been pretty good against the and, pass. He's a little bit heck- dinged up too. Um, and where the heck, like, we don't know what's going to happen. Like, Stafford has been a little dicey, right? Yeah, actually, it's funny. It's interesting that you bring that up. There's only been one game so far this year 
that Cooper Cup has scored less than 10 fantasy points, and it was against Arizona in week four. He had oh, it was, he tied his yearly total in targets on a weekly basis. He had 13 targets, which is the most he's had. He's done that four times this year, but he had 13, 13 targets, five catches, 64 yards. Um, so okay. that's the only, only team that's been able to keep Cup like in check, really. Um, Green Bay did an okay job. He still almost had 100 yards, but we'll see. Um, it's a different team that the Rams have right now. They're using Jefferson more. They've obviously got OBJ. Um, so maybe that opens up Cup a little bit more, but that's that's ultimately why I'm taking myself is because even with Cup against Arizona, I still think he's pretty mac- he's, uh, matchup proof. Metcalf has Houston and CD gets Washington, which could both be blow up spots. There's a there's a chance that all of my wide receivers score twenty plus, which would be huge. I do like CD's spot this week. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, strikes gravy. Big dog has gravy. Strikes has strikes. All right. Who you got in Bayou? Dick Loss. Uh, hang on one. Second. Right, I'll give you the. I'll give you the data. So. Greg Joseph, even with negative four to start out the game, put up nine, and then Claypool put up thirteen point five. So their their projections Ooh, are within yeah, great. He projections within at one five. Point in the game. Yeah, he would have had like a huge day for a kicker. <laughs> Ross has to be pissed. <laughs> I guess my question is: after seeing, we'll get to fast, but another place where there's. I guess Saudis Scantling's pretty good, but like Scantling versus Marvin Jones Jr. of like two guys that are definitely like flyer guys, kind of like Christian Kirk was for me last week that just did not pay off. Yeah. Um, I am going to take Bayou in this matchup. So, uh, yeah, I know it was put in the slack that I thought that, that everybody thought that I would pick Ross. Wow. I genuinely thought Ross was going to win last week. It was not a fast vendetta. <laughs> I am taking Bayou. I'm going to take Ross, um, and that's not just to get to try and get another point. I just think that both of them, both of them have crapshoot players lined up in their in their lineups, like Dante Foreman, Rondell Moore, Valdez Scantling, Marvin Jones. I don't know is mm-hmm. is Aaron Jones back or is is AJ Dillon good? What's up with? Uh, I guess Melvin Gordon's going to play this week. Still, I feel like those are question marks, and Marvin Jones is just a flyer. Um, so I don't know. I, do I think like, I think good. No, I like both of them this week. Actually, I mean, Gordon was speaking very positively about Javante, mm-hmm. uh, and some some quotes that I read, and it seems like both of them are going to be treated like as much like basically like an exact foot as possible. And Melvin has been the goal line guy more so than Javante has this year. Now, Javante's role has been growing. I just think that there's room for Melvin to get flex points, maybe not RB1 or 2 points. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm going to take Ross. I just think that his – now, there's a, there's a spot here. Tyree Kill could go bananas, um, which would be huge for Bayou. Oh, let me go back to it. I'm already on to the next one. This could um, – I mean, this could be the week then, where Kansas City – 
kind of roars back and asserts itself, right? I mean, they yeah. they got themselves on the get right by doing like going into their tortoise shell and playing defense and controlling the football. But now that the division's opened up, I don't have the stings in front of me, but I think Kansas City is pulling away pretty good, right? I think so too. Chubb could Chubb has had our number in the past too. Um no, but I'm how, saying Kansas City. Oh, I think they I think they open up the passing floodgates. Like this feels like the week to do it in a divisional matchup where they have a good lead. Do they who who what's their division look like off the top of your head? They're up like a game or two, right? Two games? I think they're yeah, I actually I have no idea, to be honest, but I can click around. Well you know, someone correct me again, I'm driving at a one check. But if Kansas City has a decent lead in their division, like I think they do, I think this is a week where they start throwing the ball more. Uh, like you said, Kelsey's a squeaky wheel. Maybe that just inspires just a passing on block this week. They're not yeah. Mahomes turns it over like he ha- like he was earlier in the season. Yeah, they're just going to air it the fuck like, out. Yeah, like they, they were disciplined. They got themselves right. And now this week is like, all right, we're fucking back. That yeah. happens. Yeah, they, they have a one-game lead on San Diego right now and a two-game lead on the Raiders and a two-game lead on Denver. Every team in that division is okay. Uh, okay. either 6-6 six and six or better. So it's clogged up, but they yeah, have I one, retract my statement about, one game lead. I retract my statement about the, the cozy lead. Or the cozy lead. It's still crazy to me how they started the year that they're in the lead at all. But whatever. They're going to open it up this week. I feel it. I, yeah, I kind of I feel it in my plums. As well, I, that is a plum feeling. I'm not going to try to use logic or any sort of reasoning to say <laughs> why, but this is the week where they finally have some fun as a team. Agreed. All right, Fats Norse, the Father Bowl, first ever Father Bowl. Um, it got off to a hot start last night with Jefferson with 17. Minnesota at one point, I think, had like 20 points, and then their defense just collapsed, and they ended with six. Um, and then <clears throat> Boswell had one. So who yeah, got? That's tough. So, so um, it's going to be tough that the call that Violet's first impression of the world is that her father takes an L. <laughs> but I'm taking Norse. I put it in the slide. <laughs> you know, like you hope that a father can can show out in his child's first week of existence, but. I think that Norse stands his ground as the, the OG father of this group and literally dad dick fast for the W. Um, I'm not picking against that because of some kind of vendetta. I was right to pick against him that last week. It was a really tough Thursday uh, start for him. And in terms of Jefferson producing and Boswell not really doing anything, um, I think losing Swift is huge. He's, I mean, would you say he's been his best player end to end? Is there yeah, someone else? I think so. I think he's been his best player and before then, the Henry injury. Yeah. Yeah. And then, or, uh, sorry, after. Down, who, 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 and then uh, Crowder's in, and that's a significant drop down from Keenan Allen. Yep. So he's not even running full strength this week. How am I supposed to pick him? Norse acquitted himself very it feels it felt like you know what it felt like last week for Norse was like Lions on Thanksgiving before this Vikings win last week where like they were so close in the Thanksgiving game Norse I know it was a win for BFSF but it felt like that was the first one where Norse was really really in it for at least some period of time and that sets him up 
you know, he's getting hot at the right time of the season to get that first win. So yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah Bob Cole <laughs> champs 2021. I'm calling Norse. All right. I was, I, I would have said Norse right off the dome if I was, if I didn't sit there, sit here and stare at it. But I'm actually going to take facts and I'm going to take facts. Why? <laughs> uh, I think there's potential for DJ Moore to go ape shit against the Falcons. I think Beasley could have a good game against the Bucks. I think they're going to concentrate on taking digs away. So I think they'll need Beasley. Um, and then Saquon, the Chargers have a run funnel defense. That's what they do. So Saquon could actually have a pretty good game. Um, and then it just comes down to Norse's team. Here, here's the, the kicker. I think Edward Solaire could have a fine game. Juba could have a fine game. Aaron Jones obviously could have a fine game. I think, and this is just me rooting for myself and trying to speak this into existence, but I think against Houston, this is Russ and DK's get right game. He, they had they hooked up six for six catches uh, last week, but Russ just missed DK streaking down the sideline for what would have been like a 60 yard touchdown, like just missed him. Um, so I think DK Metcalf get right game. Lockett takes second fiddle. Wilson has a fine game. And I just think that Crowder can have a good game. DJ Moore can have a good game. Beasley can have a good game and Barkley can have a good game. So I'm going to take that's. All right. And I, uh, I like the parallel that you, that, I, you kind of set me up for you said you said Houston's gonna be like a get right game for the Hawks. Mm-hmm. So Houston's kind of like a Bayou of the NFL, like not <laughs> yeah. quite the North slash Lions, but maybe like Bayou slash Texans is the yeah. parallel there. Yeah, it's that's, the, that's it's what the, you're looking for for Russell Wilson. Yeah, work out your kinks, and I'm just praying that it's to DK because Lockett's really been like kind of fine. Even their offense has just been really bad. They haven't scored points, so that's limited him, but. DK's been like, not only has their offense been bad, but they just weren't throwing him the ball. So I think this is going to be a get right game for DK. All right. Well, look, uh, you know, you got a lot of room to make up ground up in this week, by the way. Yeah. Yep. Or lose it. All right. Let's see. BLR dad, 12.8, 13 points from Deontay Johnson for BLR, 24 points for Najee for dad. Um, really late. Too. I think both touchdowns were fourth quarter touchdowns for Najee. Um, so some juice there. Some, I think we'll call it, we'll call it garb. No, nah, it's not really garbage because they had a chance to win the game, but it was just late, late heroics for Najee there. So who you got? Um, who are you picking? Oh, you want me to go first? Okay. Um, yeah, you go first on this one. I'm going to take – it's actually close. It is. This is a very good matchup. Very good matchup. Um, I'm going to take dad. Fuck. Damn it. Um, I'm going to take dad. I feel like I can just feel it. It's imminent that I'm going to end up in third place after being in second place for like 10 straight weeks. Um You've been feeling yourself like sucked towards it, right? Yes, I have been. I've been feeling myself sucked towards the muck. 
it's really what what it was is those two like 65 point weeks god fucking damn it um before those two <laughs> weeks i was 20 points away from brett i've just been chipping away at that point differential between me and brett hoping that i could potentially catch him and then i have two dud weeks and now i feel like i'm going to end up in third place but um i'm going to take dad Eckler and Gibson, I think, are just set up to have good games. Cooper could have a good one. IU could have a good one with all their running backs banged up. Kareem Hunt is like, I just don't know. Um, We've been, I think, our linebackers. Yeah, we are. And our linebackers, I think, are playing pretty well, especially recently. Um, And then he just Ben just has a well, that one dart throw kind of with Van Jefferson. You know, we'll see. Um, and then Dad has a layup with his defense, Denver versus Detroit, whereas Tampa Bay is playing Buffalo. Um, right. So, and then Herbert as well. Like we'll see. He's he's kind of guarded himself with what the Chargers are going to do because he has Herbert and Eckler. So I, I see a big week from Dad. So I'm taking Dad. He might have my favorite non-DFSF roster top to bottom this week. Um, not a hot take since he's the second best team in the league. Yep. Um, but even just like what the week has for him, the only spot just based on how things have gone this year, uh, I don't I love Sutton. Yeah. You know, Ayuk is on a team that's getting better. He was inconsistent in the middle of the year. Um, he at least has a shot. I just don't, I don't love Sutton, man. And yeah. I don't, I can't pull up the results, but he's had a couple spotty weeks. But uh, I am picking Goff because this could be an all-time uh, quarterback running back stack. Yeah, it could be. I mean, that yeah. is about as smashing as it gets with one option out and a lead quarterback and the number one running back in football against a bottom five football team. Yeah, they could easily go 50-plus between those two. I, I'm, I'm, in fact, counting on it. They're going to – I think it's pretty likely, actually, that they get 50-plus. And right. that alone – I mean, you got Gibson in the flex, who he could start on any of our teams pretty much, except for yep. yep. So, I can off. That's the least – that is the least amount of uh, uncertainty in the flex in the entire league. Agreed. Like I'd have to look again, but I love Gibson's volume and another team that's trending up. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. I think it's cool. gonna be dog. All right, big dog Falco. Who are you picking? You picking yourself, or are you going with Dalvin's thirty-five? I am picking. I am picking myself, and I'm betting on Camara matching that Dalvin with the week that I traded him for. If there okay. was ever a week for this trade to pay off, it is this one. True that. That I made the right move. Um, the, I'm going to get a round. <laughs> they <laughs> almost played him last week on the Thursday game. The, on, the only thing that could kill you is if Taysom vultures. That's the only thing that's going to kill you. Sure. That's true. Taysom did take away from Mark Ingram last week, um, but here's what's going for him this week in terms of his health. In terms of his health, uh, he practiced yesterday. 
and Wednesday and had no setbacks. Um, like I said, he almost played last Thursday and then had 10 days rest on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the two, two of the other options are out in Ingram and Ty Montgomery. And Montgomery is obviously more of the change of pace pass catcher. And Tony Jones was awful in his one chance. I think, right? Because didn't he get like... Yeah, yeah. Was, he got like 17. Up? Yeah, I think it was the Thursday game. He got like 17 or 18 carries. And he got like 50 yards. It was whatever week Ingram and Kamara were both out. He was terrible. And the are, I want to say, the worst, second or third worst rushing defense in the NFL. Uh-huh. And all of that comes together with Sean Payton probably throwing the kitchen sink with the offense at this game and riding his play. I'm begging myself because I actually think Kamara can score more than Dalvin. And if he doesn't, then you know what? That's, that's what I bet my season on with this trade. And uh, good job, Jack. Beyond that, Mike Williams will play. He had a really nice right game last week. Like a real get right game. I think I think it was two weeks ago he had a nice one, but this one felt like the one where it was like, okay, he's really back. Two good weeks, three. Um, and then Devontae has been consistent as a, of a flex you can ask for without being Antonio Gibson. And Josh Allen, who was absolutely embarrassed last week by the Patriots. Um, I think But other than the game, he's been pretty uh, – he's had two of them. I don't know. I think Josh is going to be fine. Renfro's been consistent. And Drake broke his ankle. And yep. George Kittle is coming off a 35-pointer. So, I, re- I actually really like my spot this week. I think you've convinced me. I was ready to take Jack, and I think I'm going to take you. I'm taking Big Dog. Do it, man. I'm taking should, Big Dog. Uh, I like uh, – Hopkins versus Ramsey is always like, you know, a great matchup. Hopkins can get the best of him a little bit, but never for like a big game. It's like if you score a touchdown versus Ramsey, it's like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> um, Chase hasn't been the same. And then, you know, Mitchell, the Eli boys, you know, are, I don't know. They could have good games. They could have bad games. Um, Pitt, Pitts seems like he has a tough matchup with Carolina. So, I'm going to yeah. go big dog. And Pitts against, Pitts against Kittle, Kittle's going to be the better tight end by five points in any given week if they're yep. both having good games yep. as inconsistent as his offense has been. Um, by the way, you should leak it to the group. Leave the leaker. Mm-hmm. You should leak to the group that we're both picking against Falco this week. <laughs> and yeah. despite the despite the Thursday night onslaught from Dalvin, we haven't into the elite. I will. I'll do it right now. Pot, get people ready. Hold on, I'm doing also it. Matt Gay. I almost benched him for Bobby Gold last week, and then I saw online like Matt Gay number one pick uh, kicker pick of the week. I was like, oh crap. Okay, I'll put him in, and uh, he got me 17. So nice. yeah, feeling good about that start this week too. Cool. All right, let's go big dog. Yeah. All right, and then last but not least, with no – the only matchup that really has no um, effect on anyone, HTA, BFSF, they're projected within a point of each other. Um, Brett got three points from Tyler Conklin. HTA had no one. Brett has some bye week blues here in week 14 with JT, 
down. So you had to tar- start two tight ends. And who you got? I kind of love Fournette against Buffalo this week. Like, I'm not just going to say, oh, BFSF because he's the best. Like, I'll actually give real analysis. Uh, Fournette is in a great spot this week against Buffalo's defense. They've been getting absolutely trounced on the ground. Yeah. Let's, let's just say it. Everybody knows it. But let's just say it. They lost the football game last week where there was three passes by the winning team. Great. Yep. Yep. Jonathan Taylor took a steaming dump on them. And now Leonard Fournette, who might be, I don't know, third or fourth hottest running back in football, is yep. lined up against him this week. Uh, no, what's the guy's name? The Tredavious White? Yeah, he's out. I think he tore his ACL, maybe. And I know that doesn't have to do with their run game, but those things, like, you shift things around to cover for holes, and Fournette has been having an excellent year. If there's ever another smashy kind of look, low-key, in a game that isn't going to be a blowout, but Fournette is absolutely going to get his. Um, on the other side of that, I don't love – I mean, Buffalo's run offense has been pretty desolate this year. Mm-hmm. So, um, I know that – Almost, it doesn't cancel it out. We'll see, and then we'll see if Debo plays. Um, I'm not. I, I, I do this every week. I'm thinking Brett. I'm going to be a little more nervous if Debo does not play because there's a big red cue by him right now. Yeah, he's did not practice for Thursday. Um, no update on him so far today. But yeah, that's a big hit. He's got us. He's got to start. Uh, he doesn't have anybody to start if he. If Debo doesn't play, he doesn't have another wide receiver. So then have to end up dropping like T.Y. Hilton or Deontay Harris to pick up somebody who could play. Um, so that would be a big hit. Thin bench. Yep. Thin, thin bench for a seam roller. Uh, I'm going to take, I mean, Bowman has Julio Jones in his flex spot right now, who still has an IR designation, but let's see. Oh, he practiced in full today. So it looks like Julio's back. Bowman picked him up. Um, uh, yeah, I'm with you on Debo on the Debo thing, but I think it's probably I think it's probably pretty close. I'll take I'll take Bowman uh, because I think let's just ride. We both agree that Kansas City could go absolutely ham this week, and he's got Mahomes, so Mahomes could throw up like a a revenge game too. Brett had Mahomes, so this is a revenge game. Um, Mahomes with a with a 35, 30 burger, and then the rest of the roster doing what it's supposed to. Brett's just more has bye week blues of no Debo. Uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take HTA. Okay, you are pushing all of your chips in this week <laughs> on trying to catch me off the pick. I am. It's gonna be make or break. Dang. Do you, right. you want to run through those again? Yep. Okay, through? so strikes gravy. Big dog has gravy, strikes has strikes. Bayou uh dick loss. Big dog has bayou, strikes has dick loss. Fats Norse. Big dog has Norse, strikes has fats. BLR dad. Big dog has dad, strikes has dad. Big dog Falco, big dog has big dog, strikes has big dog. HTA BFSF. Big dog has BFSF, strikes has HTA. So we've wow. got four out of six. Wow. wow. 
four out of six matchups where we have different teams. So I'm either going to get real close or I'm going to get real far. <laughs> and, and embrace the bait, Steel. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, enjoy the rest <laughs> of your drive. Appreciate you hopping on while you're in the car. I'm glad to to distract you for a solid hour plus on your ride. You're that much closer. Thank you. Appreciate that strike. Yeah. Uh, and we will reconvene. Uh, Can we reconvene next week? Absolutely. And uh, in the meantime, everybody's got homework. Watch Home Alone 3 if you haven't yet. Yes. Pro Home Alone 3 group. All right. And that includes you, Strikes. You got to give it a new, a new watch, a new viewing with fresh eyes. All right. I will. We'll watch it tonight. Kate, are you down to watch Home Alone 3 tonight? She said sure. So we're confirmed. Cool. We can <laughs> we can aggregate rating thing in the in the, uh, the movie review slack. All right, sounds good. All right, man, have a good drive. All right. Let us know when you get to Baltimore. Catch you later. All right, bye.